Episode number three, Creativity Killers with Pastor Brian Dollar. Here we go, tribe. This is the Kidman Tribe Podcast. We're helping you as children's pastors, volunteers, and leaders plan, create, and execute incredible life-changing kids' worship experiences at your church. With practical tips, coaching, training, and resources from the best in kids' ministry around the world. It's time to join the tribe. Hey everyone, this episode of the Kidman Tribe Podcast is brought to you by Seeds Family Worship. Seeds Family Worship is a ministry on mission to see God's word, the Bible, planted at as many homes and hearts as possible around the world. Seeds creates scripture memory songs for kids by setting verses from the Bible to music. They have over 15 albums, 187 songs that go scripture by scripture that are set to music to help kids memorize scripture. They also have lyric videos. They have great hand motions. They're an incredible resource for kids ministry leaders and families. Their albums have gone around the world. They've distributed over 750,000 albums and over 70 million streams around the world where God is helping families with this great tool of getting the Bible in their hearts. Not only is the music created for kids, but families love music too. We're thankful for Seeds Family Worship. They're a great partner to 1230 Kids and the Kidman Tribe Podcast. You can find out more about Seeds Family Worship at www.seedsfamilyworship.com. We'll share more about Seeds Family Worship in just a moment. This week on the show, I have Pastor Brian Dollar. Brian is the founder of High Voltage Kids and has been in ministry as a children's pastor and now an associate pastor at the same church for 23 years. I'm super stoked to have him. He has a heart to equip Kidman leaders with great resources and curriculum, and I think he's one of the forefront voices in kids ministry today about leadership development and helping us do better. On this episode, Brian's going to be challenging us with the topic of Creative creativity killers. What kills our creative creativeness in our in our lives? Prepare to be challenged, encouraged, equipped, and resources. I like I said, I'm so excited to have him on the show. I believe this week could reawaken creativity inside of you. Everyone has the potential to be creative, and this 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 really this podcast is going to help to dig in and help you to find out how to reawaken that or awaken it for the very first time. Brian will also help to identify. What might be killing creativity in you as a leader? So buckle your seatbelts and get ready. Don't miss a single moment. Please also share this podcast with every Kidman leader you know. We'll jump right in with Brian after these messages. Welcome to Seeds Family Worship. Our mission is to help kids and families get into God's word. And here's how we do it. We sing God's word. We believe that kids who sing God's word know God's word. And kids that know God's word love God. We have over 178 word-for-word scripture songs across all streaming platforms, including Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, and more. And if you don't have streaming, no problem. Come get our CDs at our website. One of the easiest ways you can help your kids learn God's word is have Seeds Family Worship music playing in the background of your home or car. We help your children's ministry bring God's word into kids' worship. We have 250 videos and 100 hand motion videos, all with our word-for-word scripture songs to help your kids' church engage with God in worship. We provide the best resources for family discipleship. 
There are thousands of resources out there, but our team goes at great lengths to find the very best for your family. We bring discipleship to your doorstep. Our quarterly subscription box brings the best resources to your doorstep to help you disciple your kids and family. We help your family spend time around God's Word in a fun and meaningful way. We have 80 fun and easy family devotionals, totally free, to help you create a Christ-centered atmosphere in your home. Sorry, guys. Here is the heart of our ministry. We want the next generation to love Jesus and have a relationship with Him. We want to see kids and families grow closer together through His Word. We want kids to sing God's Word so they can know God's Word and ultimately love God. Well, hello, everybody. I thank you for being here on the Kidman Tribe podcast. I have a very special guest today, Brian Dollar. Brian's been a friend for a long time. He's a children's pastor and uh, was a children's pastor in North Little Rock. Now he's a senior associate, but you may know him from High Voltage Kids Ministry Resources. And man, Brian, welcome to the podcast. Hey, glad to be here, Jason. Glad to join your tribe and yeah. talk about my favorite subjects in the world, and that's ministering to kids. Exactly. Well, it's really our tribe, right? I mean, we've been a part of this for a while. We were just talking about how life has changed for all of us since we first started. We have be honest, kids Jason. Now. We're talking about how old we are. That's what I we're know. talking about. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. But you know, the Kidman Tribe podcast, we're all about helping children's leaders with great tools, great resources to make their Sunday experiences better. And so, man, yeah. talk a little bit, Brian, about what we've just been through. I mean, you're a, you're in a local church. I'm a local church. This whole crazy uh, Corona, I know we've talked about it a lot, but how's things, how, how have things changed in that process and what, what we've walked through? Well, a lot of things have changed. Um, you know, certainly when we had shut down for, uh, you know, nearly eight weeks, I think it was, yeah. and trying trying to come back. And then we, we didn't have kids ministry for a while because, you know, we were convinced we couldn't do it safely back then. And then when we decided to bring it back, man, we didn't have the, the uh, volunteers that we had pre-COVID. And so we're trying to reopen ministries with about half the, the staff that we had, not just um, you know, full-time staff. I'm talking about our volunteer staff. It was the volunteer so rapture, right? All of a sudden. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. <laughs> um, and yeah. so, you know, that, that's a lot of pressure and, and there was a lot of sleepless nights and real, uh, you know, times of just trying to figure out how we're going to, how we're going to handle this. Yeah. But I'll tell you what's been cool is because of that lack of, of, of the former leaders coming back, uh, it opened up a wide door for brand new leadership to emerge and so those that we never even would have thought as leadership potential stepped up, showed what they had, and now they're leading in areas that uh, others, as they've come back much later, are like, hey, where's my spot? And I'm like, you know, join the yeah. team, but we got a new leader. You know, it's, it's, it's the way it is. You can't lead when you're not there. No so. way. And there's positive. There's so many positives that, I mean, that have come out of it, like what you just mentioned. You have to look at the positives. And the only reason I bring it up, the question is because I think we're all scratching our head, kind of going like, okay, you know, basically we're all in the same boat, right? I mean, we're all rowing together. So children's leaders be encouraged today. But our goal in this next podcast and this podcast is really to talk about how do we make our experiences better. And so I want to dig right into it. And you've been a part of making kids experiences better with high voltage kids resources for how many years now? 
Well, it technically started in 1998 producing yeah. our stuff and then uh, really took off in 2004. And uh, that was just, you know, we added media and kind of expanded. I didn't, I thought maybe a few churches might like it. So we had it, you know, at some of the camps that I, that I spoke at that summer, <laughs> but word of mouth just spread. And I mean, we just this past year passed over 15,000 churches around the world who have used high voltage kids stuff. So we're blown away at what God's done. Yeah. And you guys, I mean, from the very beginning and we like, I knew you back then we were working together and to see how it's just progressed. I mean, it's so incredible. And so just throwing in a hit for that. If you're looking for good curriculum, good resources, check out where do they go? High voltage kids, highvoltagekids.com. And wow. I'll give you a little, a uh, little inside scoop if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, in uh, just a few weeks in March, 2022, we are going to be uh, unveiling preschool curriculum uh, that wow. we've been working on for a long time. It's been a part of our digital membership, but never a part of the web store where anybody and everybody can get it. And we're wow. launching that at our AG Next Gen conference, and uh, it will be available after that on our website. So look for that. That's awesome. Preschool has been a whole, uh, and I think it's a great film. I'm looking forward to seeing you at the Next Gen conference. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, so digging into a couple of questions I have for you today, and it's the kind of the questions we dig through and just kind of really uh, get to your thoughts and ideas is okay. what do you think is one issue that you hear children's leaders talking about today? And what are your thoughts on how to solve those is that issue? Uh, well, you know, I'll tell you, there's, <laughs> that's a long list. It is. Uh, but, uh, you know, one, one thing I think, think that I, I've had a lot of conversations about, and it's not necessarily a, uh, it's not a real, uh, sometimes it's not a positive topic because especially with me uh, being a writer and producer of, of curriculum, I get a lot of questions about, well, how do you guys do what you do? And and how is it possible that you just keep creating all this stuff, you know, fresh? Because yeah. every everything that we put out is done in our local church and every single week is is fresh and new. Like we don't, we don't ever reuse. It is always, uh, we, we produce four videos, uh, a skit, a game, three point lesson, graphics, all of that every single week. And so people are like, how do you, how are you so creative? I'm not creative like that. I wish I could do that. And I think, you know, uh, people just, they sell themselves short on the creative side of things. Yep. And, uh, they, they've kind of created some kind of mystical, uh, aura around right. uh, creativity. <laughs> and it's not something that I think only a few people are are blessed with. You know, I mean, when I talk to, to leaders, I think there's there's just too many of them that sell themselves short and feel like, well, I could never do that. Right. Uh, and so that's something that that I think is an issue that now you want I know you said you want me to share what I thought. I mean, are yeah, you no. actually launch right into it? Yeah, go for it, man. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I, I kind of put together some thoughts here because there are three uh, what I call creativity killers okay. uh, that I think uh, a lot of our leaders run into, uh, and they that's what kind of saps their ability to be creative and to 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 really uh, be as abundant of creators as I think that they could be. And the first thing, and I know you and I have talked about this, procrastination is yes. a creativity killer. Yes. Because, dude, uh, a big success uh, or a big part of the success of HVKM uh, is that we're never doing anything last minute. Uh, we plan ahead. I already know everything that we're teaching the rest of 2022. And wow. we've actually already began talking about some series in 2023. So we plan ahead always. And, and 
there's kind of, you know, kids ministry leaders, you remember, uh, you, you had to be quick on your feet. Yes. You, know, you had to, you had to be able to come up with something off, off the cuff, especially if pastor was preaching long and, and you're oh, like, yes. well, what do we do? And so you're kind of <laughs> yeah. up with stuff. Well, you know, I think sometimes we allow that, that ability to kind of think of on our feet and to be quick. That's kind of a, a license to not prepare. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and, and so because we're good at coming up with stuff real fast, uh, we don't study, we don't uh, prepare, we don't make ourselves ready to present the gospel. Yep. And there's kind of an epidemic of procrastination in kids ministry. And, and, and I can't believe how many times I hear uh, leaders talk about how they don't even begin to start preparing for their Sunday lesson until Saturday night. Wow. How wow. in the world do you do that? Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, now, I'm sure you never did this, Jason. Oh. Never, ever did you do this. But I was shocked when we first uh, started releasing. Uh, an e- every year, we write an Easter lesson, and we release it downloadable on, on the website. The first time we did that, we had over 50 kids pastors who downloaded the lesson. Listen to this. Between Good Friday and Easter Sunday. Oh, my goodness. And it was not a Good Friday, right? Oh, no. And they were still <laughs> downloading it up until 10 a.m. on Easter Sunday morning. Now, you can't even read it ahead of time. If you're downloading an Easter lesson that late, and correct me if I'm wrong, Easter didn't exactly sneak up on us. Uh, exactly. Yep. You're you right. know when it's coming, right? I mean, exactly. it's it, you can Google Easter 2023 and know when it's going to be next year already. Totally. 100%. And it, is Easter not the biggest day of the year when you have the most guests, the most potential to impact children for the kingdom, and they waited until the day before, or in some cases, the day of, to plan right. for? I mean, I, I think that's inexcusable. Yeah. What, what are some of the reasons why you've heard people say that they can't plan ahead or can't prepare? Yeah, you know, I think one of the things is there's that constant pressure of balancing your schedule, right? If you don't set your schedule the schedule will set you. I mean, you can be meeting with people all week long. You can be, I mean, and as a lead pastor, I run into that even today. Like I've got to watch my schedule because my prep will get pushed out down the road, you know? And so you've got to be really careful. And I think the other thing is a couple other things. I think they look at, um, they look at it and they go, well, I've got more time and they really haven't planned it out. And so, when, when they're looking at it, they're like, oh man, that weekend's here and we got to get ready. And we've been so used to in our society being able to get Amazon Prime overnight. We've been able to get, oh, yeah. well, that world doesn't really exist anymore. You know that FedEx and UPS, they're not guaranteeing anything overnight anymore. And so if right. you wait to the last week, I mean, we've had to readjust that a little bit even like with your printing and I mean, all of that. Um, so I think those are some of those reasons then they have, people have good intentions, but man, you've really got to schedule that out because it can get pushed down to the very last minute. You know, I've also heard, and, and I'm sure you have too, there's those super spiritual people Oh yeah. who say, oh, well, I, you know, I don't want to prepare too far ahead of time because I prefer to be led by the spirit in the moment. Oh yeah. And I'm just thinking, really? So yes. you're telling me that the God of all creation who knew everything about your children Long before time even began, he can't inspire you today on what he wants to do in the lives of the children three weeks from now. Right. I mean, really, God's not able to do that. Oh, well, and you know, I mean, we've seen this on our sermon planning because we plan about six to about six to twelve months ahead of time, and it's amazing how God will come in that sermon that we plan eight months ahead of time. Yes, and it's like a, such a time as this message. 
You know, I mean, and one of the things I've watched with you guys, and I'm not sure if you still do this or not, but you and your lead pastor lineup messages. Yep. And I think yep. that we've gives done, that, a, done that since, since 2006, we've done that. Okay. Yeah. And so when you're looking at that, I go, man, planning ahead allows you to, as a whole church, and that is a powerful thing when you've got everybody learning together, everybody's talking about the same thing, you know, all of that. So I want to ask, get a little personal. What was one area that you um, had to work through procrastination, even as like a younger leader that you'd say, man, I've conquered it now. Like what are, so what's something you've had to deal with? Well, I mean, the the only the only way that I was able to truly get past uh, being a little bit, uh, you know, I've always been, uh, especially as a younger leader, I was a, a reactionary. I, I prided myself in being able to you throw anything at me, I can come up with a plan really quick that's going to overcome it. You right. know, and that was a little cocky and arrogant, first of all. Sure. But also, it was just because I was a quick thinker, yeah. I thought that meant that it was an effective. I could come up with a plan, but it may not be an effective plan. Right. <laughs> just because you can think quick doesn't mean that those thoughts are going to uh, bring about the best results. And so what I've noticed and what I finally uh, you know, was impacted on is once we really started doing this whole church um, approach, I started seeing the the depth and level of engagement between parents and kids and what could have been all along and the the amount of impact that these same lessons had on our kids could have been even deeper had I spent more time uh, working with our team, uh, you know, because when you plan ahead, your team is able to be much more a part of you. You know, if you're doing Saturday night last second, chances are that's just you in a room frantically trying to come up with stuff. Oh man, that's not going to be the best product. And so by moving it ahead of time, I'm able to get more voices speaking into it. I'm able to hear from people what worked last time and what didn't work. And uh, I'm able to get more, uh, you know, valuable input that allows the end product to be better. And so once I realized the, the, the benefits of that, uh, that changed it all for me. And so we're, we're minimum of six to eight weeks ahead. Uh, I, this week we finished the lesson uh, that is, I believe, six weeks from now, completely wow. done and written. Uh, so the creativity then it, it's like a stew. It kind of, I mean, you can kind of let just think on it, and like you can always go back and add more or take away. Yeah. I mean, but if your stew just starts cook, getting cooking the night before, and there's just it's just not great. So, no. but I think one of the things you mentioned, I think, is so key is when you're working with a team, you've got to get ahead of it because they need the plan. Like, yeah. teams, you know, some people wonder why they can't recruit volunteers and it could be because you're last, so last minute. People just are like, yep. Hey, I can't handle this. Especially if you're trying to recruit like high impact leaders and they're like, man, yeah. like, I can't do this. I can't get this on Saturday night and be ready for, for it on Sunday. And well, I think some people I've, I've literally watched them. I visited yeah. places and they're handing a script to somebody that walked in the door that that's for that day. Now yeah. who's going to be able to be prepared for that? And that's no going to be, Oh, you'll check the box. You did it, but it wasn't effective and it wasn't any good. I promise you. And how many high capacity leaders that you're trying to volunteer get to volunteer are going to stick around for that? No, they're going to eject very quick and go somewhere where their time is valued and their input is actually going to make a difference. Exactly. I think some children's pastors are afraid of it too. If you were to be really honest because they don't trust their team. And so it's like, man, you know, you got to trust the team. And even if the team doesn't do it well at first, raise them up 
give them the tools. I mean, and, uh, you know, even looking at like high voltage, you just see how it's come along so far. You didn't start out doing videos and I mean, all of that stuff. Right. I think, you know, creativity, when you look at that as, uh, you know, you know, you're going to talk about the creativity killers, but I think that's one thing. Like we think we have to be at this high level of production, just get started yeah. wherever you're at. Right. Exactly. And get better and get better and get better and get better. Yeah. That's, all, that's all God asks of you is do your best with what you have right now. Exactly. Even I've heard like church leaders talk about excellence. We do everything with excellence. And I've kind of backed off of that word. And it's like, no, I want to do just continue to get better. Like, what does that look like? You know, because that idea of excellence, when you start to think about it, you go right to this high quality production and, you know, all of that. And I think it's no start where you're at and just get better and better and better and better. And I think there's a, there's a difference, Jason, between excellence and perfection. Yes. Yeah. True. This idea of perfection in their mind and think, well, since I can't do that, then I'm just going to wing it. Well, you know, I think excellence is giving your whole heart. I mean, it is doing what Colossians 3.23 says, you know, whatever you do, do it with your whole heart, realizing that you're not working for men, you're working for God. Totally. I I think if we really realize that that sorry mess that we're Throwing together on Saturday night is a direct reflection with how much we value the work we're doing for God. I think we probably have a different approach. I agree. Well, and and I'm going to ask you this question because I'm really interested. I know that you and Pastor Rod have such a great relationship. That's your lead pastor. Did he help you in that area of procrastination when you were a younger leader? Did he help to bring you along? Uh, you know, yes and no. I mean, the the very nature of when we started working together, you know, he, him not being in the, he's not a micromanager. So he's not going to be down in the nitty gritty of every little thing that I'm doing. So he may not have realized uh, just, just what level of procrastination there was. (laughs) And, uh, and so, but, but once he was challenging me uh, to, to work with him, then that, that forced us both to move back Okay. And, and and to start making things, uh, you know, moving forward a little bit quicker or excuse me, a little bit sooner. And so, yeah, the, in, in that way, yes, he absolutely did help me. And the, yeah. the process itself helped me recognize the value of, of preparing ahead of time. And uh, plus this guy, man, he, he writes his message because you think we're ahead. Right. <laughs> For us to get six weeks ahead, he had to write it four or five weeks earlier than that yes. so that I can have it to go to my team and say, all right, what do we do with this? So he's literally, he's way past Easter. He's already written, uh, you know, I think all the way through into May right now. Wow. And he, he manuscripts his messages. So he's not giving me this little thumbnail sketch. Yeah. It's completely written out in manuscript that I've got already stuff in May that I'm working on. And, I, you know, I mean, if you've got a good lead pastor, watch how they do things. I mean, if you're a new leader, um, you know, and you're blessed with that, don't be afraid. I, I think even be honest and go, hey, can you just help me as a leader? I mean, obviously, we don't want to be in there, you know, whining and complaining all the time. But like, hey, if you're struggling with procrastination, maybe your leader can help you through it, too, just as like a yeah. check in or, you know, I mean, I think that's a great thing. So I know create creativity killers. What Talk to us about that. Well, the first one was procrastination. The second one is duplication. Okay. Uh, I think that kills your creativity because you're not even trying. You're just taking what you learned at a conference or maybe heard somebody was doing at their church and you just plug and play. You don't put any thought into how this is going to affect my particular context. You know, you might be in a completely different situation than that church was uh, in that created that. And yes. duplication keeps you from being creative because all you're doing is 
is taking what somebody else did and trying to stick it into your situation. Yes. Now, I know that's easier uh, and, and it might even seem like it's faster, but rarely does duplication in and of itself produce eternal results. No. You know, you, you got to, Jesus told his followers, he, he said in Matthew 6, 33, he said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And so I, I had to ask myself, what do I seek first? Ooh, that's good. Is it conferences? Is it is it books? Is it message boards and and Facebook groups? Uh, and then only then do I go to God whenever those things begin to lose their punch. Instead, I have to be on my knees seeking His yes. idea for my ministry, where He's placed me, so that we can see lives and uh, ministries changed. I love that, and you know, I think it's more important than ever today uh, when you look at the voices that are speaking to our kids. And you see how the world is just pressing in on them. I think our leaders and children's leaders, we have, um, I mean, we've always had an important job, but I think it's even 10 times more important now. And really hearing what God's strategy is for your ministry, I completely agree. And the way that kids' curriculum is written, you could just read it. I mean, many times. It is plug and play. And it's made to be easy. But it can't, like you said, it literally cannot take the place of God. What do you want to happen in my ministry? What do you yes. want to happen with my kids? I mean, and in no way am I suggesting that everybody has to come up with everything from scratch right. uh, for, your, for your ministry. That's not what I'm suggesting. Obviously, I write curriculum for people to use. That's the point. Yep. But you can't just mindlessly grab an idea and just and just throw it in to your ministry. You have to number one, let it be inspired by the Lord and let it be anointed. And you've got to own uh, the idea yourself and know that this is what God wants us to do. That yeah. mean it, it was completely your idea, but it, it can't be something that just because it works somewhere else, I'm going to automatically do it here with yeah. zero spiritual prep whatsoever. We can never, ever do that. Yeah, no. And I think that happens. And especially with this idea of procrastination, I mean, yeah. that's, you know, it goes, it does, it goes hand in hand. And then we've got a whole nother segment of kids ministry leaders that feel like they have to get through everything on a Sunday morning, right? They're like, I got to do everything in here. No, listen, right. listen, if God stops you in the middle of your worship service and he moves, man, throw the rest of it out if you need to. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the whole idea of just because you have it doesn't mean you have to do everything in that that's lesson. Exactly right. You know, I mean, and, and it, correct me if I'm wrong. Those those pieces aren't going to disappear. No. So you very well may be able to use them at another time in another place. And you know, God can inspire you to to exactly. take what was an object lesson for this uh, particular topic, and you know, use it some in another one. You know, yeah. so duplication is certainly an issue when it comes to creativity. But I think even procrastination and duplication they're not the biggest killers of okay. creativity. The third one is really the biggest, and that's disqualification. And that's something we do to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I I have heard so many leaders just say, well, I'm just, I'm not a creative person. Mm. And I remind them, I said, look, you were made in the image of God. Yes. God is the ultimate creator. And he is the one who is, who is able to give you, I mean, you can tap into his limitless create creative ability. And even, even the most creative naturally creative people that I know, uh, they have limits. Right. But God has no limits. Exactly. He is infinite. He, he's far and above all. And so I, I, I don't allow people to disqualify themselves because you were born for creativity and innovation. The most innovative people I know are kids. 
Yeah, that's true. Because they haven't learned that they're not supposed to be. Right. Uh, that's <laughs> <You know>? true. <laughs> think about it. You, you know, Jason, you probably did this when you were kids. I think uh, just about every boy uh, found a uh, one of those uh, uh, paper towel holders, the cardboard tube, yes. you know. Yep. I mean, when you found one of those, it turned into a telescope. It was oh, a, yeah. Yes. A microphone to sing. You know, it was a gun. I mean, it was. Make it was airplane. Water. Put some wings oh, yeah. on it. I mean, yeah. It could be anything. And so why, why did that happen so quickly? Well, it's because we were born creative uh, innovators. And, and somehow, you know, we go through life and we allow society to kind of suppress our creative juices. And we begin to kind of be conformed to the mainstream. And we're afraid of getting out of the box. And we, we kind of let fear dominate our minds and our hearts. And we never do become those, those innovators and, and creative people that God wants us to be. That's and true. so I think we gotta we gotta get over that. We've got to stop disqualifying ourselves and embrace the idea that yes, I am a creative person because I, I serve a creative God and I was made in his image. I love that. When you we know, do I, that, we'll, we'll thrive. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. And I think one of the issues that plays into that is the whole idea of comparing yourself to other children. Oh, yeah. That whole sin of comparison, right? I mean, I think that when you buy into that lie, like, man, I'm not as good as that other person, and you compare yeah. yourself, and you know, maybe there's some insecurity, man, that just shuts it down. It shuts it your creativity down, right? Because God didn't create, God did not create me to be Brian. God created you to be right. Brian. And, yeah. you know, I mean, and for you to do high voltage, I'm going to do something else for the kingdom. So find out what you're good at, be creative. And I think stop stop the comparison of looking at other leaders and what they're doing and feeling like you don't measure up, you know, well, especially, especially since a lot of times, I mean, if you, if you look at us and what we're doing and you compare yourself directly, well, we've been doing this a long time. You have been. You know? Yes. It's, it's like whenever I first started, uh, <laughs> I first started training for, I, I ran a marathon. I wanted to run a marathon before my 40th birthday. Wow. And so I started training for that and, you know, I was barely, uh, you know, three or four weeks in and I went down to the, to the uh, two rivers park where we've got this long running trail, you know, it's really cool. Yeah. And there were these guys that were just flying by me, you know, and I, and I'm heaving and, you know, about to die. And they were just cool, just barely even breathing. And I'm like, that's just not fair. I'm not, well, these guys have been running for 10, 15 years. Oh, yeah. And I've barely been going for three or four weeks. Why would I compare myself to where they are? Uh, because we haven't had the same story, we haven't had the same level of experience, and we gotta we gotta realize that only we are who God is holding us accountable to be. And He's not holding you accountable to be anybody else. Exactly. And you know, I mean, when you actually start looking into the people that you're comparing, they have issues too. I mean, we all do. We're all dealing with the same thing. And so, you know, I mean, you may not see it. You may look from afar. But like the reality of it is, I, you know, I think it's just so, uh, so important that we don't compare ourselves to others. And, you know, and just like you said, we're only going to be held accountable for us. And so well, and our, our tendency is always to compare our blooper reel with somebody else's highlight reel. Yeah, oh, that's some, say that again. Well, we compare our blooper reel with somebody else's highlight reel. You know, we only we only see the, the the best things that they've done, and they then we put it up against the worst things we've done. And like, well, we're nothing like them. Well, come on, that's not fair to anybody to do that. No, if you just did not get anything else from that this podcast, catch that <laughs> that word alone is worth it. We yeah. could, I mean, that that's so true. 
So I want to go off road just a little bit here and ask another question. Um, Usually in kids ministry, there's a lot of ladies involved. Yeah. We don't have a lot of men. And I think that having guys involved is so important. What have you done to engage guys in the ministry? Have personal conversations with them. Yep. Challenge them personally to come lead the next generation of young men that are rising up to be leaders in their world. Uh, and I don't, we, we don't make any bones about it. We're asking them, we need men. And we, these young men, especially many of them who have no father figure in their life, they need you. And, uh, and I, you know, if they give me some kind of reason why they can't do it, I ask them, then what are you doing? If you're not serving in here, what are you doing to bring up that next generation? Because somebody took their time to make sure you became a strong man of God. And so are you going to be the one to do it for the next person? I mean, we just don't shy away from those personal conversations. I mean, we're not, it's not always confrontational, right, but it's right. just, it's, it's, it's just being real and saying, we need you. Uh, we need you not because we need you to come be a policeman and knock some kids on the head. I mean, obviously right. we don't do that anymore anyway, but <laughs> we, uh, anymore. We, yeah, we need you to be a strong male influence so that these young men can see what a godly man looks like. That's and so most of the time they're, they're willing to at least come try it. And then they get bit by the bug and don't ever want to leave. I, you know, and I think guys especially need to be challenged. They need yeah. to be asked that question, just like what you said. And I think even women, children's pastors, you can have those same kind of conversations with guys like, Hey, like, what are you doing? you like, get bold and get them in. Cause I think having the male side of things that are a part of the kids ministry is so much stronger to raise up your boys and, and raise up. One, one of the one of the coolest ways I've seen people uh, do it recently, you know, in the last ten years, is not necessarily you know boys ministries, Royal Rangers, what have you, right. but it is the mega sports camp. Yeah, they put one of those on, and they say, "Hey, we're doing a sports camp. We need you and your expertise to come and to teach." And oh, you know, males are very much into showing off what they know how to do. Right. And so, so you bring them on to do that. And then they get to know the kids. And then you're like, you're so good at this. We need, would you like come on Sunday morning and, and do the, and, and once they get into it, they're, they're, they're hooked. They are. That's a great idea. And I've always loved mega sports camp for that reason. I mean, it is, I mean, what guy is not going to want to come and like you said, show off their stuff and then also be a part of sports. I mean, it's just, we're a, all convinced we're better at the sport than what we really are anyway. Yes. So. You yes. get those men to come in and just show off their skills that they haven't, you know, done in 20 years anyway, but they're going to go show it to the kids. It's it's pretty funny to watch. It really is. I mean, and these 40-year-old guys walking out with injuries because they hadn't played sports for so long. It's it's kind of funny, but <laughs> so I am one. Yeah. Yeah. So man, what a great, great couple of minutes here of just really sharing. Do you have anything else as we kind of get into the ready to close? What do you have anything else you'd like to throw in there? You know, just to reiterate, uh, you know, don't let yourself be sidetracked with those uh, those thoughts of disqualification. You were made to be a creative person. And uh, again, you don't every single thing that you do in your ministry doesn't have to be from scratch, but be willing to get on your knees, ask God for the God idea, not just a good idea that you grab and plug and play, but the God idea for the direction he wants to go in your ministry. Do that way ahead of time, allow that to simmer, bring it into a place where you'll be able to uh, institute that with your team well in advance. Don't procrastinate. And then just watch how creative you become. It's true. That's so good. 
Well, man, thank you for taking time today. I so appreciate it. Brian, thank you for your friendship over the years. I want to tell you, Brian is one of the most humble, great guys I know. And if you're not connected with him, I want to challenge you to get connected. And so where they tell us a little bit about high voltage real quick. Just, you know, how do they get connected? What are they going to find there? Easily. You can go to highvoltagekids.com. And uh, we've got elementary, like I said, preschools coming out. Maybe by the time they hear this, it'll already be out. Um, We've got, you know, a lot of brand. We're just always doing brand new stuff. And we try to be very, very affordable. Matter of fact, we haven't raised uh, our prices since the beginning. Uh, It's been the same. And that's 20. Everything's, you know, (laughs) <laughs> everything's yes. more expensive now. Oh my uh, and we're really trying very, very hard. We've never uh, charged more than, than 99 bucks for a, for a, a kid's ministry, a curriculum series. And you got, you know, you got places out there charging two and 300 bucks just for yeah. one series. And I'm like, it's crazy. Right. But uh, anyway, we, we, uh, we're, the cool thing is we are in a local church. So we are in first assembly of God in North Little Rock, Arkansas. I've been here 20, almost going on 23 years. Um, it's uh, it's just cool to be able to continue to provide resources for uh, the local church to be able to use. And you know what I love about the resources is they're tried and true. It's not somebody sitting in a room thinking like, Oh, I hope this works with kids. I mean, you guys are on the front lines. You know what it's like. Yeah. You know, you know what it feels like to use it and how it works. We, and we've so, got 10 campuses. So, I mean, uh, you know, our largest campus has five, 600 kids and our smallest campus has 10 to 15 kids. And so we're using it in all those contexts and uh, we're able to tweak it after that to see, all right, what worked, what, what didn't work. And then we put that out for the world. Well, friends, you've listened to a children's ministry, uh, um, expert today, somebody that I view as one of the greatest voices that, around. And I want to challenge you with that. Brian, will you pray over everybody before we go? Absolutely. I'd love to. Uh, Lord, thank you for this privilege of being able to speak life into our children's ministry leaders. Uh, I pray that every single person uh, listening and watching this podcast uh, would very much uh, be inspired to allow the limitless creativity that they have in connection with you because they're made in your image and you are the ultimate creator. So I pray that they would they would not disqualify themselves, but instead see themselves as someone who not only uh, is able, but who who will do what is necessary to work ahead, to, to work with the team, to, to be divinely inspired, and to allow you to use them to make a deep impact in their church, in their community. Lord, I, I, forgive us for this uh, the, the sin of procrastination and lack of preparation. Lord, we don't want to stand before you and say we would have been more effective if we if we didn't just uh, waste our time and didn't didn't manage our time well. Lord, help us to do what is necessary uh, to be able to be prepared, to be uh, empowered, and to be plugged into you. Lord, we thank you. Bless these leaders in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you again for being on the Kidman Tribe podcast. Praying God's greatest blessings over you and everything you put your hands to. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Brian. You got it. Hey, Tribe. Jason here. I want to tell you about our ready-made kids media library at 1230Kids, specifically targeting in on our games. I don't know about you, but games add such an incredible, great, fun aspect to our children's ministry experiences that you're not going to want to miss what 1230 has to offer when it comes to games. We have dozens of games on the site that are ready for you to plug and play into your kids' worship experience. They're video-based, meaning all you have to do is push play. 
We also give you multiple versions of the games so that you can have multiple outcomes and use them over and over again. You can purchase the games a la carte or through our affordable subscription plans. To see our library of games, go to 1230kids.com games. That's 1230kids.com backslash games. I promise you, you're going to love all of the games on the website. We would love to hear from you. What are some of the thoughts, questions, ideas you would like to hear more about? You can submit your thoughts and questions to thekidmantribe.com slash mailbag. And be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know. Hey, everyone. Well, that just about wraps it up for today's edition of the Kidman Tribe podcast. I hope you were encouraged and strengthened. Thank you, Brian, for such great tools and tips on how to, to really make sure that we are not allowing creativity killers in our life. Hey, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and become an official part of the tribe. Just search Kidman Tribe Podcast on YouTube to find us. You can also listen to the podcast on iTunes and Google Podcasts, anywhere where you normally listen to podcasts. Like us on Facebook, where you can find us at 1230Kids. Like the page, share it with every Kidman leader you know. You can also find us now online at KidmanTribe.com. We have a bi-weekly blog, so every other week the, the podcast comes out. On the weeks we don't have podcasts, then we have a blog from some of the best leaders in the nation. You're going to find so many great resources. Also, every episode of the Kidman Tribe podcast is housed at our website. There's great swag for yourself, for your volunteers. Check it out. Tell your volunteers how much you appreciate them and value them being part of the Kidman Tribe. Thank you for being a part of the podcast today. If you have questions or input on future Kidman Tribe podcasts or questions you'd like us to answer, I would love to hear from you. You can submit your ideas and questions to the Kidman Tribe mailbag by going to kidmantribe.com backslash mailbag. In two weeks on the show, I'll welcome Michaela White. Michaela is one of my greatest friends. I love her heart for God and love her heart for leaders. She's the executive director of the International Network of Children's Ministry. INCM is the organizer behind the Children's Pastors Conference that happens every year, one of my favorite conferences. For the past 15 years, Michaela has served in children's ministry and family ministries in various capacities. Her passion is to ensure that leaders who serve kids and families have what they need to shape the church of today and tomorrow, that they have a passionate love for God and their relationships on fire. Michaela and I have a great conversation about getting back to what really matters in kids ministry. I promise you'll be encouraged, challenged, equipped, and reminded just how much God loves you and every individual and desires to have a deeper relationship with us. That's two weeks from today. In the meantime, go check out our blog, reach the kids in your world, and help them to have experiences that are going to transform their lives. Thank you for joining me again on the podcast. You are loved, you're appreciated, and what you do changes lives for eternity. I'm your biggest fan. I'm cheering you on always. You are my heroes. Go get them, Tribe. I'll catch you in two weeks. God bless you. The Kidman Tribe Podcast is a production of 1230 Kids. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your kids' ministry, visit kidmantribe.com.